Thank you for joining me on Are You Up Babes? We ended off last week's episode with the words that Jesus spoke in John chapter 16 verse 33 and he says, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you may have trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. And what we spoke of last week was about being brave, having strength in our heart, being courageous, no matter what is going on around us. Now, Jesus started that verse by saying, I've told you all this so that you may have peace in me. So the question is, what did Jesus tell them so that they would have peace? Now, if you look at fear, fear, anxiousness, worry, concern is the opposite of peace. Peace is being in a place of rest, being in a place of calm, and the opposite would be being in a place of unrest or being in a place of fear, trauma, anxiousness. And you know, people have literally died for fear of the future. People have literally died for fear of the future. They have taken their lives. They have committed suicide for fear of the future, of what was going to happen in the future. People have literally died and made, because of the future, fear of the future, and they've made wrong decisions as a result. They've made decisions that have been harmful to them, harmful to their families, harmful to their lives. People have literally died for fear of the future when it comes to sickness. Sickness has overcome them because of this fear of dying, fear of what's going to happen. And people have literally died or had fear of the future when it comes to losing a loved one and they have given up complete hope. They have become hopeless. And so having fear, having anxiousness, being concerned and worried actually affects our lives. It affects our futures. It affects our health. It affects the decisions we make. It affects our families and our loved ones. It was always the first instruction God gave people in the Bible when they were terrified, when there was a problem and he would say, do not fear. Do not be afraid. Do not worry. Um, And he would always say, but be courageous, be strong, stand firm. And so when people face terrifying news, God would say, do not be afraid. And it makes me think of the incredible Shimonite woman. She had a son and he was a young boy and he was helping his father in the field when his head began to get sore and he began to get a fever and the father sent him home. And in his mother's arms, he later died. The Bible says that she lay the boy on his bed and she immediately got onto her horse and she rode to the prophet Elisha and asked him to come and pray for her son. The Bible tells us that he actually prayed to God for her son and the boy was revived. He lived. Now imagine if she was so overwhelmed with her circumstances and naturally so that she began to cry and was overcome and she never got on her horse. She never went to Elisha and he never prayed for her son. Her son would have remained dead. But she overcame that situation because of her courage, of her strength in her heart. And this is what God is calling us to. 
If we go back three chapters, so John chapter 16, verse 33, where Jesus says, take heart, for I have overcome this world. The same verse where he says, I've told you all this so that you may have peace in me. If we go back three chapters, it tells us Jesus washed his disciples' feet. This immediately gives us context. Whatever Jesus said that would give us peace was spoken to his disciples the day before his crucifixion. He was literally telling his disciples to take heart, to have peace, literally the day before he was going to be arrested, before he was going to be tortured, and before he was going to be put to death. So he washes his disciples' feet, and then he predicts that Judas will betray him, and he predicts that Peter will deny him. Then John 14 opens with Jesus saying, Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. So Jesus knows what's about to happen, but he washes his disciples' feet. He predicts the betrayal and the denial, and then he says, But don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. Jesus is with his disciples for the last time. And yeah, he is teaching them before he goes. And if you read those chapters, you'll literally see red writing. You know, the Bible always puts the words of Jesus in red. It's literally Jesus continually speaking. He speaks of the hope of heaven that in his father's house, there are many rooms. And then Thomas says, now remember, Thomas is known to be doubting Thomas. And Thomas says, we have no idea where you are going or how to get there. And then Jesus says those famous words, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the father, but through me. Then Philip says, Jesus, show us the father. And Jesus says, have I been with you all this time and you still don't know who I am? Jesus then tells them, anyone who doesn't love me will not obey my commands. He was reminding them to obey all of God's commands. And he says, anyone who doesn't love me will not obey my commands. You know, when you love someone, you obey the rules. You obey the commands or the rules of their home. You obey the expectations of that relationship. It's exactly the same with God. When you encounter God, you want to obey him because you are loyal. You are faithful. You understand your mistakes and mess ups and the power of the blood to forgive. But you want to walk in a way that is honoring to God. Then Jesus promises the Holy Spirit. And he says this of the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and remind you of everything I've told you. So there will be a continuation of what Jesus has been doing, discipling his disciples. The Holy Spirit, the helper, the advocate will continue the work of God. And then Jesus says this in verse 27, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. Wow. He says, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Again, he speaks of this peace that he's leaving us. It would be peace of mind and peace of heart that in this world that is full of turmoil, 
full of tribulation. God has given us peace. Jesus is leaving that as we go. The Holy Spirit is going to come and fill us and he's going to give us peace of heart and peace of mind. When Jesus said these words, he knew of the wars that would come. He knew of the plagues that would come. He knew of the tribulations and the trials that we, his children, would face every single day. He knew about the year 2020. He knew about the year 2021. He knows right up until the very end of age, but he says, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and of heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. He's equipped us with this weapon of peace regardless of the situation we're in and then verse 30 says i don't have much time to talk to you jesus was very aware of what was about to happen and he says to his disciples i don't have much time to talk to you because the ruler of this world approaches the enemies of christ were on the way really pushed by demonic spirits of darkness the enemy wanted jesus dead and Jesus is aware, even as he is speaking, that he doesn't have much time because the ruler of this world, Satan, approaches. But he says this, he has no power over me. Again, this assurance, again, this peace, again, this calmness, this mission. He has no power over me, but I will do what the Father requires of me so that the world will know that I love the Father. Jesus loved the Father so much that he would come, he would sacrifice and lay himself down because of his love for us. The greatest commandment, love God, love people. By loving people, we show how much we love God. And this is what Jesus says, but I will do what the Father requires of me so the world will know that I love the Father. Then he closes with this, come, let's be going. What incredible purpose, what incredible words, even for us, our mission should be come, let's be going. You see, it's the same for us. There is a ruler of this world that approaches, but the Bible says we can stand on the victory of the cross, that no weapon formed against us will prosper. What the enemy intends for harm, God will turn to good, that we do not need to fear, we do not need to be afraid. And again, just a reminder, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give, the world cannot give you, so don't be troubled or afraid. What a beautiful promise that God has left us with, has given us, he's equipped us with through his Holy Spirit. And so I want to encourage you, Jesus, when speaking this, was facing the cross. It was hours before he would be arrested. It was the last time he would be with his disciples, knowing that they would be the ones to spread the gospel throughout the earth for all time. The work that he was doing was for every person for all time. And every word that Jesus said really was weighed by this heaviness to get it out so that we would be purpose-filled and that we would actually ensure that we got the gospel out the way Jesus in the purity, in the form that Jesus had come to bring it. And you, you must 
actually understand the miracle and the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit that we can continue the work as Jesus did in the same power with the same words that it is the same gospel. That is incredible. All these thousands of years later, and yet we have the privilege to walk in the footsteps of Jesus and and be able to say, as Jesus said, come, let's be going. And it's just that blood of purpose, the, the blood of being able to take out. The Bible says, how beautiful are the feet of him who brings good news. When we say, come, let's, let's be going, there's mission in our footsteps. Jesus was going to do the work that would accomplish our victory forevermore, once and for all time, for all people on the cross. And so I want to encourage you in this time, Jesus saw this time, as he said those words, take heart, be strengthened, for I have overcome the world. Jesus has overcome every trial, every tribulation. We need to just stand and be courageous, not be fearful, because he's given us his Holy Spirit so that we can have peace of mind and peace of heart, no matter what the situation. I want to remind you again of that Sheminite woman who could have been overcome by what she saw. She could have been overcome by her true situation. And yet, in the most courageous way, she lay that boy down on his bed. He was dead, got onto her horse, went to the man of God and said to him, you must come and pray for my son. And he prayed to God and the boy was revived. What incredible faith, what incredible courage and strength of her heart. And God wants us to see the supernatural too, because we are not overcome by this world, because we stand firm, we stand strong in our hearts because of what Jesus has done. So be reminded today, don't be condemned about the times that you did fall apart and the times that you didn't trust God. Don't do that. Just from this moment, stand firm, take courage and stand firm because God is with us. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. Come, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we want to say thank you for the way in which you love us, for the way in which you care for us, for the way in which you look after us, for the way in which you equip us so that we can take heart, so we can stand courageous, that we can overcome the world because you have overcome the world. I thank you, Father, that we do not need to fear. And I thank you, Father, that as we turn to you, as we cry out to you, as we stand firmly on you, on your word, you will make a way where there seems to be no way. We are reminded, Lord, that you are our very present help in times of need, and we thank you so much. We lift up, Father, our, our families, we lift up our situations, and we thank you, Lord, because we can take heart. You have overcome those situations. We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. May God bless you. Mm-hmm.